Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to WTOC's Tracking the Vaccine podcast. I'm digital anchor and producer Jake Wallace. It was an eventful week in Savannah as a pretty quiet St. Patrick's Day has come and gone in the hostess city and the state's mass vaccination site opened in Chatham County. After a busy weekend before and another anticipated coming up, the St. Patrick's Day holiday was tame and quiet compared to the revelry the season usually brings as the annual parade was canceled and many of the events were done virtually with limited crowds. Still, a number of visitors made their way to Savannah to take part in the celebration, even if it was different than most years. Several businesses WTOC spoke with said they still had a good business day and many visiting towns said they enjoyed themselves, even in a COVID environment. Here's what Tyson Campbell, then Adina Broik, told WTOC on St. Patrick's Day. Washing our hands a lot when we go inside, wearing our masks, but out here, just breathing the nice fresh air. Everybody's wearing their mask. I'm not wearing it now because I'm talking, but people wear their mask. You can't be silly about it. You got to protect yourself. I have not been vaccinated. My son's not been vaccinated yet, but you know what? It's less crowded, so we're having a lot more fun. St. Patrick's Day wasn't the only thing happening in Savannah this week. The Chatham County Mass Vaccination Site opened for the first time on the holiday, becoming one of nine sites operating in Georgia as the state seeks to quickly get shots in arms. Some of those who showed up on Wednesday said they didn't want to wait any longer to get their first dose. Here's what Stacy Vallant had to say. I just have been waiting and waiting and waiting to get this vaccination, so I'm thrilled to be here. But Stacy was just one of a couple hundred who showed up on Wednesday at the site designed to administer up to 1,100 doses per day. On Thursday, GEMA announced appointments were no longer required to receive the vaccine at the Chatham County site. Governor Brian Kemp and Savannah Mayor Van Johnson toured the facility that day and encouraged those in southeast Georgia and elsewhere in the state to put the site to use. Here's Governor Kemp, followed by Mayor Johnson. People getting vaccinated, us getting to herd immunity is what's going to cause that. We can do that sooner rather than later. I'm very optimistic. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But the only way we get there is if people will come get the vaccine. We have a really broad population of people that are now eligible to get this vaccine. I want to encourage you to come do that. It is safe. It is effective. It is literally a medical miracle. All of this means nothing if people don't come out and use the site. And I cannot overemphasize that enough, that this site is here, People are here, they're giving the best of their time, their effort, and their service, but yet people in Chatham County and even in neighboring counties, the site means nothing, their time means nothing, unless people come out and make use of this site. The Chatham County site operates Tuesday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can still register and make an appointment if you choose. To do so, go to myvaccinegeorgia.com. If you're a Chatham County resident, you can get a free ride to the vaccination site if needed. Call 912-856-4563 Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. to reserve a ride. Reservations must be made by 3 p.m. the day before your appointment. ADA accessible vans and buses are available upon request. A new vaccination clinic will be opening in Beaufort County as Hilton Head Hospital and Coastal Carolina Hospital are merging their clinics into one at Buckwalter Recreation Center in Bluffton. The hospitals say the larger space will allow them to give more vaccines, increasing to approximately 3,000 per week. That clinic is set to open next week. 
My guest on this week's episode is the medical director of the Coastal Health District, Dr. Lawton Davis. Dr. Davis is one of Chatham County's top health leaders and has become a face of the fight against COVID-19. In our discussion, Dr. Davis gives his thoughts on how this St. Patrick's Day could impact the spread of coronavirus in Savannah, reflects on one year since the first confirmed COVID case in Chatham County, and gives his thoughts on how the new mass vaccination site can assist in the fight. Here's my conversation with Coastal Health District Medical Director, Dr. Lawton Davis. Well, Dr. Davis, I, I appreciate the time and I'll, I'll start us with just kind of this very broad statement, but where where are we in, in this COVID fight? When you look at the numbers, when you look at um, the vaccines uh, distribution and everything, where do you feel like we are? Well, as far as vaccine, we're certainly um, doing better uh, with the, the large site opening up at um, Gulfstream and the, the, the mass vac site. That's a tremendous augmentation of our vaccine supply in this area. <clears throat> and more people are receiving vaccine now and able to administer it. So that's good. So you know, there are more options for people to be vaccinated. Um, I think we still have a ways to go because unfortunately overall the uptake is still, you know, among most groups is still somewhere around 45 to, if you're very optimistic, 55 or 60%, you know, probably 60% or so of the senior population, maybe 65%, but of the education community and some of the younger um, people who are eligible, it's probably more down in the 45 to 50%. So, and, and those numbers um, won't rapidly get us to herd immunity. So we're doing better. We're, we're seeing an increase in supply and we're seeing more options for people <clears throat> to go to different places you know, and be vaccinated. And that's all a good thing. As far as numbers, you know, we're still, uh, if you look at the, the various metrics that we look at, uh, the governor's threshold for significant community spread and, and allowing a mask ordinance is 100, and we're still well above 100 here in Chatham County. Um, the state is seeing uh, some increase in the number of the variant strains that you, you know, read about that are being detected. We, we don't send a lot of specimens off. It's just you know, some random positive tests get sent. Uh, the vast majority of the uh, variants in Georgia thus far have been the UK strain B117, um, but we have seen some of the South African strain, I think that's B1351 if you're counting, but uh, so, you know, it, it's a little bit of a race to try to get people vaccinated and immune uh, before those things take over and really spread rapidly. The more ongoing spread there is, the more opportunity there is for the virus to mutate. You know, the more times it replicates and the, the more opportunity for mutation. So that's why we're trying to get ahead of it and, and you know, get as many people vaccinated as is possible. Over the last few months, we've seen spikes and surges pretty on, you kind of set your clock by it after 
holidays, mass gatherings. You look at Thanksgiving, you look at Christmas, you look at New Year's, you can see a couple, about a week later, there's there's a spike. We just had St. Patrick's Day. Um, it was relatively tame and quiet compared to the usual revelry that we have here in Savannah. But what was kind of your reaction to seeing St. Patrick's Day, maybe the weekend before, what we're anticipating this weekend after? Well, <clears throat> I know that we'll, we will be importing many visitors from other parts of the state and other parts of the country and maybe other parts of the world. And anytime you do that, you increase the likelihood of bringing in uh, either more of those variants or new variants. And some of these people may well be coming from locations that have higher community spread going on than we do. And then, of course, when you have crowds and you have people that have a drink or two and begin to lose their inhibitions and they're laughing and talking and doing all the things that you enjoy doing when you're in the midst of a St. Patrick's festival or you know any other festival, that sets up the, you know, increases the likelihood of person-to-person -person transmission. And so, yes, you know, we very well may see an increase in the number of cases here it's kind of hard to know when to start the clock on that because as you said, it started last weekend. Uh, we just had the actual St. Patrick's Day, but we've got a, a big weekend planned this weekend. And um, so maybe by the you know, end of March, uh, we would be seeing, beginning to see a, an, an uptick if we're gonna see that. Hopefully we won't, we won't but, um, with everything going on, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see an increase. How difficult is it, do you think, for folks to, as we are now approaching a year, we, we talked about kind of COVID fatigue. How much is that in play on things like St. Patrick's Day, especially for us, those of us here in Savannah who are so used to that being the day that we're used to it being? Well, I mean, you said it, COVID fatigue, I think, is a real thing. We're all tired of, you know, having to wear a mask and trying to stay apart. We all want to do the things that you associate with St. Patrick's, which is get outside, enjoy the spring weather, you know, maybe act a little crazy with your friends. Uh, that's part of it. And certainly the, you know, the economy and the tourism industry, you know, they've certainly been hit pretty hard for over a year now. So they're eager to, you know, begin a recovery or see a rebound. But um, I, I think it's just, we're, we're still not out of the woods yet. You know, there's, uh, there's a whole lot more of COVID here now than there actually was a year ago when, you know, everything was shut down. Uh, it was sort of off on the horizon and coming. And I think what we did last year collectively by, you know, canceling all the big events, probably delayed its arrival in this area significantly. If you look at the curves of, of data and cases, um, tomorrow is the one year anniversary of the first cases reported in Chatham County, March the 20th, we had two. Yesterday we're was the anniversary of the first case reported in the Coastal Health District, and that was in Glenn County on the 18th. So 
you know, even though we were worried about it and concerned about it, we knew what had happened in other places such as New Orleans, you know, it really was not running through us heavily last year. And this year, as I said, we're still uh, well over the governor's threshold for allowing mask ordinances. And that I will point out is using only results from a PCR test. When I do these calculations, I, I have not yet begun including the antigen positive test. If we do that, you know, we may be twice as high as what it looks like right now. So just been trying to keep it consistent, you know, throughout the year. Uh, so we may be actually underreporting with our graphs, you know, what the, the actual burden of community transmission really is. You mentioned that one year anniversary, it feels weird to call it that, happening on March 20th. But I, I did want to ask you to just kind of reflect on what has been a very um, difficult year for a lot of folks. You've become certainly a very well-known figure in the city of Savannah and Chatham County over this year. What, what has this year been like for you personally? Well, I would say one, one word that comes to mind is <clears throat> very interesting. <laughs> uh, I think collectively the medical community has learned a lot and the general community has learned a lot. You know, and, and we really are all connected. And you know, it can't be just up to the medical community to take care of everybody. <clears throat> Our behavior with respiratory illnesses in particular, uh, the behavior of individuals greatly affects the overall health of the community. Um, you know, so we really all sort of sounds trite, but we really are all in it together. And that's what's you know concerning this week and this weekend is that, you know, we have, people are tired and the younger folks generally fare better and feel a little more invincible in general. And, you know, and it's true, they have less, overall have less severe uh, consequences if they're infected, but um, still not to say you can't be a younger person and have an asymptomatic infection and, and take it home to your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, and um, so I just, I just think it's been a, you know, we've, we've practiced and planned for years for a pandemic flu event. And to some extent, you know, I mean, not some, a lot of the planning we did was actually very beneficial with this, but I don't think anybody ever, I certainly didn't anticipate something of this magnitude hitting you know, and lasting this long when we had swine flu back in whenever it was, 2010, 2011. Yeah, we vaccinated some people, but it was kind of there and it was gone. And we still don't know whether this thing is gone. You know, we may be looking at an endemic illness where we each have to take a re-up our vaccination every six months or every year. Uh, so like we do flu shots, I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. So uh, again, just a, <clears throat> a very interesting year where we've gotten to put into practice a lot of things that uh, we had sort of planned for and then we've learned you know some things that work and some things that don't work so uh, I don't know when the next one will come around surely it will hopefully it'll be another hundred years or 200 years before anything like this you know happens again uh, but you know the 
he then will be remembering the lessons that we learned. We have a, this tendency to re react and respond aggressively and in a unified way. And then as soon as things look a little better, we start fragmenting and, and forgetting you know, the parts of what worked and the reason that we did certain things. And so we just need to try to Hopefully somebody somewhere is writing it all down and we'll, you know, when it happens again, we won't have to go through a, a steep learning curve again. I want to switch topics with you just a minute for this new vaccination, mass vaccination site that opened earlier this week. Obviously, it's run by the state and GEMA, but what kind of hope does that offer in terms of quickly trying to get us to herd immunity? Well, if people are willing to be vaccinated, that obviously is, you know, it's another thousand to twelve hundred a day that you know can be vaccinated, and uh, we could we could get there in a pretty big hurry, you know, if if people take advantage of it and continue to take advantage of the other sites that are offering. You know, I mean, we did over a thousand ourselves at the health department on Tuesday, so um, you know, and there are other sites that are you know doing five to seven hundred a day you know several times a week so there's and then you've got the smaller locations and you know, don't discount them either there every little bit helps well, Dave so I'll, I appreciate the time I'll let you go and, and this is the one I'm asking everybody every week is uh, what's your message moving forward as we are hopefully closer to the end of this than we are to the beginning well I agree we hope we're closer to the end than the beginning uh, there are many hopeful signs out there. Things are, you know, looking a little better with more and more people being vaccinated. And it appears that the vaccines you know, are, in fact, effective. Uh, but going back to that message that we're still seeing much higher levels of community transmission March the 19th this year than we had last year. And so we, if you're going to go out and be around other people outside of your immediate family, who may or may not have been vaccinated or exposed. You need to continue to wear your mask and watch your distance, wash your hands, be considerate of others, cover your coughs, and just generally be careful. Good deal, Dr. Davis. Thank you for your time, sir. Certainly appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks to Dr. Davis for taking the time to speak with me. You can keep up with all the latest updates on the coronavirus and COVID-19 vaccine every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tracking the Vaccine podcast. Our next episode drops next Friday. Until then, stay healthy and we'll talk to you again soon.